Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport, the leader in motorsport safety, starts now. Welcome, everyone, to another week of motorsports conversation. This is Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers, broadcasting live from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. My name is Tom Baker. I am joined by a relatively full house in the studio. Um, we, uh, we have four, count them, four people in the studio. So we are clearly under required guidelines for, for maximum gathering. So um, we are going to do a fun show here tonight, and we have got big news to start with. I'll quickly introduce around the table here. We have Alan Hoffman, who is a veteran of the truck series at uh, Hickory Motor Speedway. And uh, we, we've got some Hickory news to talk about. Um, and then we've got, of course, James Mellick behind uh, the big board. James, we call him Red. Um, and uh, James works for LFR, Levine Family Racing. That is the cup team that Chris Bell races for during the week and produces for us as well. And then, of course, we've got Nick Moncher, who flies the V, and he's flying the V still tonight. Um, always is, flying the V. Nick is always flying the V. Um, he works for Venturini Motorsports. He's uh, the PR director Uh for Venturini Motorsports, and uh, Nick's kind of serving as a co-host tonight. Uh, and we wanted to, look, we, we could go a lot of different ways with this. We all understand the situation that we're working with. We all understand the seriousness of it. Um, so we, you know, there are a number of different ways we could approach this. We, we could either um, spend the entire show, uh, you know, in, in dead serious, straight up, um, you know, fashion, or we we can have a little fun and give you a little bit of relief from everything else that's going on. Uh, so we decided to approach this in the second way. We're, we're going to relax. We're going to have some fun. We're going to try and um, lighten things up just a little bit. We're going to uh, share our thoughts as we, we each feel um, inclined to do so. But we've got a lot of racing stuff to talk about, if not a lot of racing. The first thing we have to talk about is a huge bit of news that literally just broke. And we don't have uh, Jacob Seelman here to do his breaking news sounder, so I'll do it for him. Breaking news. Uh, NASCAR is taking a bigger vacation. NASCAR has decided to follow the CDC's recommended guidelines of no major gatherings for the next 60 days. And that's what they're doing. They're taking the next couple of months off. Their first race back is scheduled to be at Martinsville in May. Uh, so they will be missing uh, about seven races between now and then. We already missed Atlanta. We're missing Homestead, Miami this coming weekend. We're missing Texas. We're missing Bristol. And we're missing... Dover. What's Dover. That's right. Dover is the, the last one. So basically, NASCAR is saying they intend to get all 36 races in this season. They're not going to uh, condense the schedule in terms of dropping any races. They are going to run all 36 races this wow. year, despite not starting 
until May 3rd at Martinsville. Now, again, we must emphasize that when we say they're, they're coming back at Martinsville on May the 3rd, that's the best information we have at the moment. You know, this is a fluid situation. It could change at any time. Um, but right now, that's the earliest that you will see NASCAR back as at Martinsville. Okay, so I'm going to kind of go around the table here, and I'll start with Nick. Um, we, <laughs> this is an interesting situation. None of us, look, look, I think we can all agree that we don't, we really aren't very happy about this, right? No, I mean, not as at all. race fans, we're not all happy. And you actually, because of your work with Venturini and the fact that NASCAR owns ARCA now, this means that the ARCA series is also off until that same period of time. So you have both uh, a team interest and a fan interest, but I think we can all agree that we would prefer this wasn't the case, but we all understand it is what it is. Deal with it. Um, it does present a, a, a little bit of an interesting scenario, though. The first NASCAR race of the year um, or of the return is now a night race at Martinsville. Martinsville. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great race though. I mean, obviously, you know, from the fan aspect, we hate that we're not racing NASCAR, right? right? So we all wish we were. Um, but, you know, in the same token, we also want to make sure all of our team guys are taken care of, all of our drivers are taken care of. So if there really is, you know, the threat that the CDC says there is, you know, obviously, you know, err on the side of the caution, that's fine by us as well. Um, but it, it puts a lot of teams in a bind, puts teams like us, yep. small teams, you know, teams like Reds, you know, we, right now we have nothing to do. So we can prepare cars, um, but we can only prepare so much. And then you also don't want, you know, all the guys to be around each other. Cause you know, our team, we just came back from Phoenix a couple weeks ago. They were all on a commercial flight. So, you know, did somebody get something there? You know, obviously, yeah. you know, we have some, some older people that work at the team, you know, don't want to get them sick. So it's kind of just a juggling act for us. Um, but it, it'll be, it'll be interesting when we finally do get to come back. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be ready as ever, obviously. Um, and uh, our first race back will actually be Toledo Speedway for the ARCA East Series. Our first ARCA race back will be Charlotte uh, with the 600 weekend. So um, I know we're definitely going to be looking forward to, to seeing track action at Martinsville, though. Now, um, again, you know, we can, we can all agree that we aren't very happy with the situation, but we can't do anything about it. So um, you, can, you can all jump on NASCAR if you'd like to. Um, but the reality is, number one, it that NASCAR is not going to be the only um, series that does this. I promise you, uh, you will see any number of other series follow that, that lead because this is what happened last week. One did it and everybody else then felt like they had to because nobody wants to be the bad guy and then somebody gets sick and, and everybody points fingers no, at No, and I think NASCAR, so, like you said, they're, they're doing it basically because they were told to do it. You know, they were, the CDC has told them to do it. You know, the federal government has stepped in. All these states have stepped in other than Pennsylvania, pretty much. Right. Um, so we could all, I guess we could just race Pocono right now. We get that out of the way. But, um, <laughs> well, I'll explain that remark in a minute because it has to do with Pennsylvania. But I think that, but, uh, you know, it's kind of just the court that, you know, we're in right now. Yeah. Uh, NHRA this morning said 30 days. Um, you know, IndyCar said yeah. up to the 500. So, I feel like everybody's going to kind of take this approach. You know, we'll see probably action from everybody right around May 3rd. Yeah, we're uh, yeah, we're in full on panic mode still. So this is kind of where we're at here. Uh, if you want to give us a call, you can um, 704 
704-873-1400. If you want to call us and talk to us, um, it's a family show, so um, please use that spirit. But um, uh, feel free to give us a call. You can uh, share your opinion on what's going on. You or, can harass Red, though, when you yeah, call in before you, you get patched on the For radio. sure. Yeah, well, you can. Yeah, sure, you can harass any of us. We, we don't care. Uh, but uh, 704 uh, 873-1400 is the number. And, um, okay, I'll uh, hit James next because James, obviously, again, a member of the um, Levine Family Racing Team. Um, and what's your situation right now and what is the team up to and kind of where is everybody at with LFR in this instance? Uh, right now, uh, LFR has joined a couple of the other teams. We're taking a little bit of time off to try to protect ourselves there uh, from this sickness going around we're trying to protect all of our um, employees there at LFR so we're taking a little bit of time off right now to keep everybody from getting it but like Nick said excuse me um, you only have so many parts and um, trying to get prepared for these races if they do do like we're seeing online you know some mid-race week uh, races and back-to-backs and stuff like that as fast as they're going to be it's going to be tough because you only have so many cars built ahead of schedule because this stuff is expensive. It's not cheap to go racing, and um, it's just going to make a lot of work down the road for everyone um, to put these cars together and make it to the racetrack. Uh, but, you know, it's a task we're all up for, and that's why we're professionals, I guess. Well, and, and this is we this is the other aspect of this. NASCAR has said we're going to get all 36 races in. There's four <laughs> off weekends, and they're missing seven shows. Um you know, I'm not uh, the greatest at math, but uh, seven minus four is three, which means we got to run some shows in the middle of the week in order to make this happen. So um, if we can uh, get clear of all the panic and, and get this thing uh, where we need it to be and we can start May 3rd, um, this kind of does get interesting because... Yeah. Uh, we, we've all, I think a lot of us have been thinking that midweek NASCAR is a great idea. And if you do it, you have to be close. They have to be like the Richmond race, the Bristol race. You can't send them out somewhere to like Dover, Delaware, because that's like 16 hours. It'd have to be a, you have to be able to let them get back, get turned around because they have to go right back somewhere that weekend if they run a mid-race week on a Wednesday. So you'd have to do it somewhere that's four or five hours away so you can get back. I bet the first midway week race is all-star race. I bet they move that to 600 week. That would work. Make it on a Wednesday, something like that. And then that opens a weekend. So then you could go to an Atlanta, which is close, and do the turn there. Ooh. Yeah, you'd have to do it to close races. It would have to be close because you wouldn't be allowed. I mean, the transport drivers can only drive so fast. So. They only get 10 hours on the road. What, yep. you mean that they're not the bandit? You can't... No, no, no bandit anymore. No anymore. We can make a whole show about DOT regulation <laughs> if you want Bandit got from wherever he was to Texas in two hours. Uh, we saw it on screen. Um, wow, that would be intriguing, wouldn't it? So Atlanta, so, so here's... I'm just, we'll just play this out because why not? Atlanta, uh, when the All-Star race should be on Saturday or Sunday... Yep. And then we come back to Charlotte, run the all-star race on Wednesday of, of 600 weekend. Yeah. And they can move Ooh. the truck race as well from the all-star weekend to be with the all-star race. That way Atlanta, like, can, they could run like the truck this. race there. I could see that happen. Ooh, that's a great idea. Dear NASCAR, uh, call Nick Muncher. He's got a great idea. Um, all right. Well, we got to step aside for a break. We're going to ponder that. And we'll come back and talk more about this because uh, I think, you know, we're more, we're more served talking about the future than you know this this 
big negative we're stuck in. So we're going to we're going to talk and have some speculation because why not? We can. We'll be back with more of the Lead Lap show right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. As we continue with the lead lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers, just go to victorycustomtrailers.com. They can serve all your trailer needs, and the more custom you want it built, the better they get to work with. Uh, But they also have, obviously, uh, uh, refurbished uh, trailers and uh, trailers of all types, too, not just for motorsports, for any possible use that you could think of. VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Chris Hedinger and the staff will take great care of you. They are based in Michigan, but deliver anywhere in the continental U.S., and they are awesome to work with. So VictoryCustomTrailers.com 
is the place to go. We'll tell you more about them later. Uh, Tom Baker, Alan Huffman from Hickory Motor Speedway's Truck Series is with us. We've got James Mellick behind the board, and also um, Nick Moncher is here from Venturini Motorsports. And uh, if you missed the first segment, NASCAR has just announced they're taking the next eight weekends off. They will be back on May the 3rd at Martinsville. They're following the CDC's suggested 60-day quarantine, basically. Um, so um, nothing going to be going on in NASCAR world until May the 3rd at Martinsville comes back with a night race. They're pledging that we're going to get all 36 races in still, um, which of which... Uh, Nick, in, in, when you refigured everything, two off weekends, right? Two off weekends, yeah. I was just reading it again here. And Sunday, July 26th and Sunday, August 2nd are the two Olympic off weekends, which I've already read on, on Twitter that those are going to be utilized. They're going to utilize those, but it'll be interesting who's going to broadcast it. Yes, Because yes. that's an NBC, you know, event time period Maybe Fox. There. And NBC will obviously be doing the Olympics. Yeah. We may invoke Fox for that again. Fox, or you could give it a shot to ESPN. Yeah. Oh, please don't. No, I'm just saying it could, ESPN could try to make their case and say, hey, you know, um, well, it's a couple of weeks. Why don't you let us give yeah, it a shot? Only if they agree to bring back RPM tonight. And Dave Despain and Alan Masterick <laughs> and yeah, um, good stuff. It's uh, yeah, that those were the days. Absolutely. But uh, no, I would I would guess Fox. Um, you know, but uh, so again, we're going to have to employ midweek. I mean, there's just no way to. So maybe you put Dover right around Pocono time. So you go from Dover to Pocono. Dover becomes a midweek show. I mean, we're just speculating here, but you've you've got a lot of shows to make up. You, I love that idea of of moving Atlanta to the weekend of the All Star Race and moving the All Star Race to the following like Wednesday of 600 week what a week that would, that would be, be a fantastic week you know and, and theoretically wow. if you're really looking at it atlanta and homestead are the only two that are going to be missed that are standalones so if you put those two and any of those three weekends say the all-star weekend ends up being a free weekend then you could run double headers at all these other racetracks just like pocono is going to do so say they get through Pocono and it goes fine, they could run a doubleheader at Dover. They could run a doubleheader at Texas. You know, they could start doing that too and just combining two races into a weekend. Oh, I see. So in other words, instead of running Dover as a midweek show, you're saying make it a doubleheader yeah, they in could, the fall. I, I would I would say if if the Pocono trial goes well in June, you know, that could be a case there and be like, okay, well, we're going back to Dover. Let's we'll run two cup races then. You know, obviously, there's a lot of logistics stuff to f figure out with some of the truck and Xfinity races that are missing. There's a couple weekends that Arc well, is going to be on Pocono there. Pocono can run five races in a weekend. Exactly. Just yeah. got to, just got to figure it all out. I say, if if Pocono goes well, I would not be surprised if they do that a couple times as well. Add a couple more double headers, and I I bet we see at least one midweek. See, that's race. what IndyCar was talking about doing was running double header shows, which does not accomplish uh, the it, it it does it still leaves a lot of facilities without shows in other words the ones that is they're off to the end of april so they're missing you know four shows um it doesn't look like uh long beach is going to be made up at all but what they're talking about is just to get the actual number of races in making most or all of the rest of the shows for the rest of the year double headers so you know it's uh again these 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 uh, series are going to scramble to figure out ways to and but it but it is kind of I, I will say that 
you know, the first race being off a while and then the first race, if we can just make this happen, first race back is a night race at Martinsville. And you start looking at possibilities for, you know, some double shows at some tracks where that would be fun, um, you know, because we're missing a Bristol race. Bristol, Richmond. You know, so let's, are we missing a Richmond yeah, race? Yeah, missing Richmond as well. Okay, so, so yeah, um, a, a double header at Bristol or Richmond or both? Yeah, I'm, I'm on board for that. Red is not on board for that. <laughs> that's a long week. But, you know, as long that's as a lot of cars to bring. That's a lot of cars for sure. I mean, but, you know, that's why if they're close, like a Richmond or a Bristol, you could do a swap out like you do the West Coast. You, you crash your car, say something happens, put one in a trailer, drive it up there, swap them out, and but don't bring they the carry crash two in a trailer? Yeah, but say you crash oh, well, in practice, well, then you yeah, crash in the first race. Because if you down. crash in a practice or a qualifying, you would have to take another car up right. there. Uh, so you at least That's have a, a car day. set It's the now. same day up and back. If yeah, you really it's a to. short trip. Yeah. So something like that, um, you know, you'd have to have a third car put together or a close to put together at the shop. I'm just saying from a fan's point of view, and again, we're all we're just speculating, folks. We don't know what NASCAR is going to do. But, but if they're going to get all 36 races in, the doubleheader idea is awesome, but but can you imagine a doubleheader weekend at Bristol? You would probably want at least two cars per team for that one. Absolutely, and have one on standby at the shop. You know, it could get a little chippy, you know. Um, but uh, that's that's interesting. I it, So you, what I, I guess that's kind of our best hope here, isn't it? That out of this madness that we're dealing with now, um, our best hope would be that somehow what what we end up doing as uh, you know as a reaction or when we finally do get going again would be so amazing that it would help ease the you know the pain and 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 all of that but the one thing about this that you know that I really am afraid of is is you know the more we protract the time off you know a lot of these smaller teams um rely so much on purse to help keep them going and you know you got guys and this is you know the fans need to understand this you know um i mean a lot of these teams are sending guys home and but they can only pay them so long to not be productive exactly i mean and, and you, you think know? about another aspect you know a lot of these races are sold from sponsorship aspect yeah and you know what if that sponsor can't go to that next race or right. what if it doesn't line up you know there's there's so many different variables right now that you know are affecting i mean it's gonna affect all the teams but right. especially the smaller teams and you gotta think about like pit crew guys they're all general contractors so for the next you know 60 days they have no work exactly you, know, you have plenty of freelance media people same way you know photographers everything like they're out of work there's a lot of people that rely so much on us racing you know, in and out of the sport, right. it, it's crazy to think about. And that's really where I think the, you know, people need to start. Everybody's been so focused on the virus and how bad it could be and all of that. And I understand that none of us are trying to minimize that. Um, I think people need to start seeing past that, though, and realize that this whole situation there's way more to it than you know i i've seen people say well you know no big deal we, we could all do without sports and whatever for a couple months and it's like yeah but tell that to the people who make their living from this exactly and it's not you know you the you know the the, the government talks about a you know 50 billion dollar package or whatever and 
it doesn't always filter down to everybody like that. And so the the long-term financial effect on sports, and it will be some more than others, and racing, I think, is going to be really big-time affected because, A, as you pointed out, we have sponsors for these races, and sometimes that's not all going to work out so well when we have to reschedule them. Now, you know, again, maybe from NASCAR's side, if it was going to be the, you know, Geico 400, it'll still be the Geico 400 when we run it, but the team sponsors, you know, what you put on the hood for a certain race, maybe, like you said, that sponsor can't bring their people. So now they want to either refund or they want to change and go do something different or whatever. So sometimes, um, so this is a lot bigger of an issue than a lot of people see it as that all this is going on. And I think the other thing that I worry about um, is that when you have a when you when you have a protracted uh, time away like this and again it's not just motorsports nfl major league baseball hockey basketball i mean almost all sports sports and entertainment is are everybody's relief valve exactly okay the, you know this is how we sort of get away from everyday life and and all of the problems of everyday life you know we go to church some of us, and then and, and some of us go do sports events or whatever, but all of that. So when you take all of that away for a protracted amount of time, you know, everybody's mentality gets affected by this. So, you know, I think I, I love that we're doing like we did a big sim race yesterday. That was great. Um, I think we need more of that. I think now that, you know. Like FS1 and it. Fox have announced they're not going to do all their live shows anymore to keep people out of the studio. Right. They have those spaces. You know, they should get with iRacing and broadcast. Just try it. Just I agree. broadcast one of them. Yeah. You know, and, and the cool thing about NASCAR is, you know, you're never going to get every NBA player to go play, you know, NBA 2K or whatever right. that game is on. But you could get every NASCAR driver. You know, you yeah. we could get every series of driver yeah. if, to get it set up. And you could do something, a little 100 lapper and just, you know, it'd be something different, something fun. It'd be a unique thing to do. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I really believe that there are ways in which we can, and of course, you know, we we recognize that shows like the, the one we're doing now also sort of fill that void and help put news out there. And, you know, it's our job to be entertaining and fun, and we want to do that. And so we're not going anywhere. Um, we're going to, you know, we're going to ride this out. We want to be a, a source of reliable information. And if, if we're going to speculate on something, we're going to tell you we're speculating. This is not official. We're just um, having a little fun with something. And, uh, you know, I think, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this turns out for NASCAR and where we go with this and what lessons we can learn from it too. I think it, uh, are going to be key in terms of, you know, can we do a midweek show? We may find out. We may be able to use this as kind of a science experiment. So um, going to be interesting to see where this goes. We'll be back with more of Lee Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after this. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift. 
and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lab, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We're coming to you live from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. Tom Baker, Alan Huffman, James Mellick, and Nick Moncher gathered around the uh, in the studio here. And, uh, of course, as, as we said, the big news of the night, NASCAR postponing um any more racing until may the 3rd martinsville will be the first race back under the lights no less um so perfect uh somebody needs to um somebody needs to find a mute button for the cdc so we don't have any more delays so that we can get back on may the 3rd and not miss this opportunity um but uh again all of the sport being affected the nascar wheel and modified tour has postponed its opener, which was to be this weekend at South Boston. There is no word yet officially on the next two shows, which would be the Thompson Speedway Icebreaker and the Stafford Spring Sizzler. 
But uh, at in place right now in Connecticut is uh, a local ban on large gatherings that right now is scheduled to run through April 30th. So if it stays in place, those two shows would also have to be rescheduled along with South Boston. So we could be uh, perhaps looking at the first three shows on the Wheel and Modified Tour at minimum being postponed. Uh, and they, again, are saying, we'll get them all in. Don't worry. Um, it's, uh, it, I can tell you this, uh, all these series saying they're going to get all their shows in and having, you know, a month, two months off, uh, it is going to be one busy summer and fall. For There's the, going to be racing <laughs> out the ears for yeah. everybody this yeah. summer. I mean, We're, and you know, maybe that's the silver lining is once we get past all, all this, uh, you know, we we get a flurry of motorsports action that just really will not stop until almost Thanksgiving. We're going to and, go stir crazy between now and then, though. Oh yeah, we well, could definitely go stir crazy. <laughs> but at the same time, this I know that this is bad right now because we're obviously um, possibly people not you know being able to make any money. Uh, but this could also create jobs as well after this this happens because now everything is such compacted and everything has to be so much faster. This could create more jobs for mechanics and guys like that to work in race shops to get these cars turned around because they got to go that much faster now. Well, now, okay, so uh, you're uh, you're right in the middle of that. I mean, you're a turn-on yeah. specialist. So when you look at what's going on here, what changes for you? For for you, what do, if be the fly on the wall for us inside the shop and tell us what you anticipate right now if. You know, if this holds true and we start on May the 3rd, what, what's different? Um, all right, so this year NASCAR has limited how many chassis you're allowed to have. Last year you could have pretty much an unlimited supply. So now these chassis have to get turned around and put back together. So right. say they do run a race on a Wednesday um, and it was supposed to not – and say the car wasn't scheduled to run for four weeks, but the race they decided to run on a Wednesday now has to run in two weeks. You have to get that car tore down that much faster, cleaned – Everything put back together on it, body put back on it if it needs a new body, and back ready to go to the racetrack in only like two and a half weeks. So it just it takes time away from you, which means with that happening, it could create opportunity for some of these mechanics looking for work right now to go into a shop so they can help get this stuff turned around that much faster. Or they just have to redo where the chassis are going to go, one or the other. It almost become could become like a seasonal position yeah. would be, you know, over the holidays. Yeah, but it could beef up just for that, that season, if you will. And yep. This would be the same type of thing is what you're saying. Yeah, to help That's just get the cars turned around. So it could create opportunity for more employment for some of these um, individuals looking for work as well. I just hope all the teams can somehow find a way to hang on to the ones they got. I mean, I think that's what worries me here. What, you know, and I was thinking about during the break was, so a team, let's say you got a really small team that's running cup, you know, yeah. and they have a sponsor lined up for Richmond in a couple of weeks. Right. So they've probably already gotten paid for that race. But how, and it, you know, say they live off of purses and everything else. So they're probably going to have to spend that money to keep their guys employed up front. Yeah. up front. So what happens when they get to that Richmond race? Obviously, they still have their obligations for XYZ company to be on their hood, yeah. but they may not have that money. So where are they going to have to cut corners, you know, in August to make up for this? You know, there's, there's like I said, it's very fluid and, and a lot of dynamic things going on here that really people don't think about. Right. So it's, you know, it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. And, you know, and, and just like what Red said, making more jobs for mechanics, I think with so much racing going to be compiled into that summer, 
you know, NHRA will be here, IndyCar will be here, NASCAR yeah. will be here. You know, I think that's going to actually make more opportunities for media members, you know, who make it because Yay. now they're not going to be able to go to, <laughs> you know, the Rattler on this weekend and then go to the Cup race this yeah, weekend and then go to IndyCar. So I think, you know, that'll give – so, Tom, you need to start going to some more races, you know, get your, your well, microphone. I plan to, and, yeah. Actually, but I, but not those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not all of those anyway. I think it'll more make more opportunity. I think it's just because there's. I mean, it's going to be so compacted, like you yeah. said. I yeah, mean, it's, you're not going to have any time to breathe. It's we just, just have to be, weather this storm. Yep. But I think you're right. Like once we get to that point, it's going to be all hands on deck for everybody that yeah. has anything to do with any of the series that we race in. So see, yeah. we've managed to find the silver lining here. Um, and, you know, and, and and I'll turn to Alan because Alan obviously is in a little bit of a different side of this now. You're a short track racer. You run in the truck series at Hickory Correct. Motor Speedway. Now, <clears throat> this Hickory was an example, unwittingly, of you know my biggest sort of hang up with the way that we've all, with the way that the the government, and everything, the way this whole thing's been handled. Um, on Saturday evening, about six fifteen or so. In the evening, our governor here, Roy Cooper, decided to sign a bill. Again, one of these, you know, no no uh, gatherings over, I think it's 100 people. Correct. Um, for however long, basically until I say so. That's pretty much how these things work. And it goes into effect immediately. Now, here, here we are at Hickory Motor Speedway, and you're in the middle of gearing up for the first race of the year. So you've got cars, drivers, fans, and, you know, a nice evening. I mean, everything's yeah. lined up for a great night of racing. And Hickory was told they had to immediately stop. Correct. And so actually it was our, it was going to be the second uh, race of the season for oh, Hickory. Oh, that's right. You had had, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, myself and our team, we, we were off this week. We actually missed the season opener uh, last week. Still trying to get some of our stuff put yeah. together. But um, so my team and ourself, we're on the way to the racetrack and my brother actually beat us there. And um, he <laughs> sends me a text. He's like, go go home i'm like what do you mean go home he said they're they're telling everybody to leave i'm like why and you know we had heard the press conference had happened about 4 30 um but to everybody's knowledge and, and in defense of hickory speedway everything they were being told everything everybody was being told was that that ban was not going into effect until, until today right today so they proceeded with everything and you know hickory's got a a, a lot of negativity concerning this but what I want people to understand is, you know, we, we show up at the track at 1130, 12 o'clock on race day. Right. So, I mean, by 430, you know, we've already practiced. We've bought our tires. We're, in fact, at 430, 5 o'clock, you're qualifying. So, you know, by the time all of this stuff started unraveling for the teams there and for Hickory Speedway, everything was in place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so then... This happens at 6.15, 6.30. Hickory was notified, I think it was right around 6.30 or so, um, that you've got to cease and desist. Um, you've got to send everybody home. So they've qualified. They've done autograph session. They've done you know, interviews. They're getting ready for pre-race. And now all of a sudden, we've got to shut down. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it was it was a big mess. And this is I you know, I'll be the bad guy here. And anybody else can jump in if they want to. But I'll be the bad guy. Um 
This is my problem with the way all of this has been handled so far. I understand the seriousness of the virus. I understand that we, we, we want to flatten the curve. Um, you know, I'm trying to do the same thing with my belly button. Um, flatten the curve. Me too. I get it. Okay. Um, well, of course, as you can see, I'm helping myself out greatly with the Mountain Dew. But, um, but look, I, in all seriousness, we get it. We get it. We get it. However, uh, I believe it's a little extreme. When you sign something and say, now, okay, when you've got a number of people at a racetrack, they're already there, the damage has already been done, whatever such as it is, let them finish the night of racing, and then you lock the door and, you know, take a vacation. But, I mean, this is, this just seems to be a bit ridiculous in, in the way some of this is being, and now we got cities with curfews. Um, you can't be out on the street after 8 or 10 or whatever at night. Why? What, it, what on earthly, what good is this doing? I understand we're trying to prevent spread, but if I walk outside of my place and, and want to take a walk around my community um, and I'm by myself and nobody's there, what's the problem? Like, yeah. you know, why are we, I, I just think I, we've lost rationality in this. We're letting fear drive too much of our activity and our behavior. Um, and that's why, while I understand what we're doing, like what NASCAR is doing and whatever, um, I want us all to, anybody listening to this, watching this, breathe, just breathe. Turn off the media for a while. Turn but off the news. Yes. Don't no no. Don't turn <laughs> us off. We're trying to entertain you. I mean, I'm I'm ranting for a minute or two here, um, just because uh, you know I I I want to kind of get a a different perspective out there. Um, I think what happened at Hickory was sad, and 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 any of you that are blaming Hickory, don't. It's not their right. fault. Absolutely. They were told it was this or fines. Right. And my heart goes out That's for the martial teams. law, by yeah. the way. Yeah. And my heart goes out to, to the teams, the drivers, to the fans right. that, you know, had come out. And goodness to, you know, Kevin Piercy and the staff there. Those guys have been there all day long. Yeah. And and they lost, I mean, they lost all their income for the yep. week. Yep. I just, I, I think that's highly unfortunate. And uh, again, I think there has to be some consideration here. We're going to talk about a place where dirt track racing, at least for now, <laughs> is being told it can go on. Right after this, back with more Lead Lab. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. 
Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Meat Lab, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Uh, we are, you know what, we're trying to uh, we're trying to keep it as light as possible uh, because I, I just I'm, I don't think we should. You wouldn't stay uh, hooked to us very long if we turned into uh, the nightly news. So we're we're trying to kind of project forward and and just think about what could be here as we uh, hear from NASCAR that they're done for the next eight weeks and uh, i want to just clarify um martinsville's may 9th not may 3rd as i said earlier um so may the 9th will be the first uh race back under the lights at martinsville but uh, and you said nick that you saw on twitter that uh the first three nascar Wheelin. Wheelin modified tour shows are officially canceled yes postponed they're, they're postponed. all the first three are officially postponed, postponed. they fall within that banner basically anything under the nascar banner banner so wheeland arca nascar they're all following that banner okay so um and stafford motor speedway is also postponing all events till may the third so uh up in um stafford springs connecticut may the third um there everybody is starting to file uh, or follow the um cdc guidelines so uh, you're going to see a wave. This is the sort of the next wave of, well, they did it, so we ought to do it. Um, everyone's going to do I mean, it just so they're gonna not. Do it. Yeah, yeah just say everybody's going to follow suit. And although, it, I mean, I think it's smart to do just because, I mean, they kind of done some research, CDC. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll we'll just move on from there. Yeah. Tom anymore yeah, we'll just, I think it's smart. We'll just move on from there. As much there. as it's going to uh, make it that much harder. I'm just hoping that um, we, we eventually 
get to a point here where um, we're not projecting 60 days out because it just I just don't know where they're getting any real evidence that we should be or how accurate they can be um, with that. I, I would think 30 days is reasonable at this point, but nobody asked me. So we're basically that's where we're at. Everybody's going to start following CDC, I think. Um, this this creates an interesting opportunity because yesterday uh there was the largest e-sport nascar race in the history of the iRacing service um you had dale jr you had a bunch of drivers in this race racing with folks just like us um not me uh but uh not me it would it's much safer <laughs> without me in it um we could probably get the winner on here on thursday i could contact him i know him Okay. So I can contact him and There's see if he's mission. available. Well, I can contact him. Our Jacob Seelman announced that show, too. So um, And he did a good well, job. Well, he might be able to do it, too, then. Well, Jacob is, Jacob is an amazing uh, announcer, uh, I you know, and I know he's he's uh, handling our PMN feed. He always does. Um, so, uh, you know, I have no problem saying that. He knows how I feel about that. Jacob is... I've worked with a lot of race announcers in my past, um, and I am also a race announcer. Jacob is the best absolutely the best i've ever worked with um and and he knows he's been doing esport he was doing i racing before long before anybody thought it could you know could ever make any money back when it was on just a computer with a disc and- pretty much i mean you know so um Jacob has a lot of experience with that. He does a fantastic job with it. Um, he's also the Mussy Racing uh, Tour announcer. If uh, anybody gets to any of the Mussy Sprint shows, um, and so not surprised that he did a great job because again, that's uh, that's his bag. Um, so we're we're going to um, talk with him on Thursday as well. Uh, and uh, we have scheduled right now on our Madden Motorsports Madness Show Thursday, Bill Venturini. Big Bill. Big Bill, not uh, Billy. Nope. And I, I was, I was, you know, <laughs> I was going to say Big Bill, Little Bill, but um, no, he doesn't. Billy's like really not Bill. Well, no, no, so he's, he's Billy, he's, and then he's bigger big than Bill. me, and I don't want him to hit me. So um, Big Bill's the uh, historian for Venturini yes. Motorsports. So anything you want to talk well, about, seventies, eighties, and nineties, that's your man. <laughs> The, his big bill is venturini but this is true is, like how but can you be a historian he if can you talk literally his, are? history about anything you want to talk about you want to talk about arca in 1976 he, he'll talk about it with you, you know that's he, awesome so i love that i just texted josh josh the, the one Williams. who won the race oh Williams, josh Williams. The, one the, race. the driver the yeah. spotter and i asked him if he would be willing to do a radio show thursday night for a little bit and he goes yeah man why not he, is he not so, part okay. of uh ryan okay. vargas's so uh he said why not because uh, Ryan Vargas is well, about you the might same. Wanna, yeah, double check with that, because uh, and that we can announce that too. Because I have no problem promoting this. I think it's great that we're doing all this stuff. When Speed Fifty One did that, you know, Ryan Vargas, the Xfinity driver, is actually setting one up at the same time. Because Corey Heim from our organization is going to race in on Thursday. Yes, and he, I saw he put the entries up today, and he got Ryan. Actually, I think was was starting his before. He, yeah, he got it going for. Yeah, he, he just pushed he had it the to head start. I think somebody. Um, and I don't, I don't know that his was ever supposed to be over the weekend, was it? No, it was, it was always Thursday. Yeah, and so I think, I think week, the idea so. for last, the, for the yesterday came from from his. Somebody saw Ryan but, was doing one and thought, well, so, we can. So he reached out to everybody, you know, try to see if any of the drivers would come. Yeah. And obviously, like I said, Corey is definitely going to do it for us. Cool. Um, but he posted it today for the entries. 
okay. in under two hours, he got over 300 entries. It actually you know, bombarded Good. him so much that they had to cut it off finally. If you don't know nice. Ryan, he's been on the show several times. Of course, Ryan, a young racer trying to make it in the sport and um, has run um, some shows with uh, JD Motorsports in the Xfinity Series and um, is, uh, has been a uh, – he ran in uh, with – with uh, Rev Racing for uh, a year in what then was K and N East, but uh, Ryan also a winner in um, the late model series as well. So um, I think it's great that Ryan's doing this. And uh, but uh, we'll double check with Josh to make sure that he isn't running that race on Thursday. And if not, then we'll we'll hear from him. Um, I don't know if he's not local. I don't think is he. Or is yeah, he? he's here. Is he here? Yep. Well, maybe we can get him in studio. If not, we'll have him on the phone. But uh, that would be a nice doubleheader if we can get him in Big Bill. Uh, so I just show. looked up Ryan because it said he had three. They maxed it at three hundred entries, and there are twenty spots for the race on Thursday night. They're all going to so race. So they're two eighty. So yeah, right. So two hundred eighty people are going okay. home from the event, but he's making everybody race in. So even you know all the big names that are part of that have right. to race in. That's awesome. So it could be twenty, you know, just Joe blows from down the road. That's awesome. Well, if you if you're an eye racer, the best way like, um, that's the one that needs to be broadcast. That's going to be interesting. Definitely. See, this is my I. This is why when we have this controversy over the sim racing, to me, this is exactly why I love the sim deal because, okay, we're going to have a couple months off of um, NASCAR. Well. It's easy to set up these sim races, and they're a whole lot of fun to watch, and it, they're very realistic. I mean, yes, as um, Ryan Repko and a few other guys have pointed out in here, you can be a little braver on the sim, um, but I think in these type of events, now my understanding is that yesterday's event was relatively clean as far as stupidity yeah and you know nobody nobody went in and tried to be you know silly uh everybody ran it like it was a serious race and as long as you can keep that sort of behavior in in my opinion i think i think it's great and and i think honestly fox ought to be looking at can we throw a couple of these together and replace our because look i'm sorry but last year's race probably wasn't Great. It would be much more fun for people to watch a sim race that even in some cases they themselves can be on. Well, they very well could be on it. And yeah. I, you know, and it, it's got to be relatively easy and, you know, inexpensive for them to broadcast. Yeah. That. Just get with iRacing and broadcast. And then we get to hear Sealman on, you know, actual live TV. I think that'd be exactly. Cool. I've actually been telling him we need to get a, a rig set up in here. So when Bill comes, because he has no idea about sim racing. <laughs> And I was trying to get him to, to enter on Thursday, well, and he's like, "There's, there's no way I'm not, I'm not doing that." So I told Sealman, "We'll put a camera on him and you know get Bill his yeah, first we laps." Would, we would love to go. do that. I don't quite know how we'd set one up in the studio, <laughs> but I know Mark Sanger, who owns WSIC here, would think that was the coolest thing ever if it were somehow feasibly possible. Um, but uh, yeah, fun stuff for sure. And and again, I just it's to me that makes it interesting. Okay, I want to take some time here while we've we've got some time in the segment. Um, to, to talk to Alan about his racing because he's been super patient over here while we've kind of dealt with all of the um, other stuff. So, Alan, you're in the truck series. I want to go all the way back with you. We've got about two minutes left in this segment. We'll carry on into the next one. How did What got you started in racing? Uh, honestly, yeah. So, honestly, my, my very first introduction to NASCAR 
my my family and I had left a restaurant that used to be across the road from Hickory Speedway called Fat Boys. And uh, which is kind of funny now, but um, <laughs> you and I are card carrying members yeah, of my, that. My, my crew chief yells at me all the time, but permanent discount. Um, so we had left there and, and left there late one night, and I heard this obnoxious noise from across the road that I'd never heard before. And my dad told me it was racing. I'm like, well, what in the world is that? And he's like, well, there's you know cars going around in circles. I'm like. We got to go. And <laughs> wow. Now, yeah, let's go. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, we literally did. We left there. Um, I think it was the first time my grandmother had ever been to a race. Um, first time I ever went. I remember walking in the grandstands. We sat down and uh, Robert Huffman actually won the race that night. I fell in love automatically. No relation? No relation. No relation. No relation. But I didn't care as a five-year-old kid. All I knew was some guy with the same last name as me just won the race. race. That's funny. And I was hooked. And now he's big time crew chief. Yes, yes, exactly. Sure is. Uh, talk, talk yeah, with where Robert. is he now? Uh, I'm not sure. I think DGR maybe or somewhere. He, uh, yeah, because I know yeah. he was. Yeah, I know Landon, were, his son, was actually doing a lot of race, and I spotted for him yeah, some yeah. truck races. Landon's yeah. awesome. Yeah. He is, I like the he world is. of Landon. Uh, I, I, do I, don't, I don't know if I've ever actually met Robert, but Landon really? is Landon's awesome. He's a great guy. Well, my seventh birthday party was actually on the front stretch at Hickory Motor Speedway with Robert Huffman, his crew, his mom and dad. Um, Isn't that great? Him, his mom and my mom all made cupcakes That's awesome. with the number 75 on them. Still got all the pictures. <laughs> Got That's my first awesome. laps in a race car around Hickory on, on my seventh birthday, so it was pretty cool. Wow. That's a heck of a how I got into racing <laughs> yes. story right it there. It really <laughs> is, especially since the guy with I, your last name won and he yes. wasn't even a relation. I still um, blame him today for my addiction. <laughs> I was yeah. – <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I my, in NASCAR, when I started watching, Buddy Baker became my favorite driver. Does anybody wonder why? I mean, um, plus the fact that he just, he was so aggressive. I just, I yeah. loved watching Buddy. We're going to uh, take a break when we come back more with Alan Huffman and uh, more humor as well. Back with more right after this. <laughs> when do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift. 
and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap. We're powered by Victory Custom Trailers, and we are carrying on on a Monday night uh, as we broadcast this live. Of course, if you missed any uh, of this show, or you just want to s- send it to somebody to l- tell them to listen to it or whatever, you want to hear it again yourself. Uh, this show will be up tomorrow uh, on, you can go to Race Chaser Radio on SoundCloud uh, or, and of course, anywhere podcasts are found, just uh, search Race Chaser Radio. And you can also, you will find it, I will share it as soon as it is posted tomorrow on all of our Race Chaser Media social media. So at Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And uh, again, if you missed the last segment, uh, thank you, James Mellick, Josh Williams, who won the uh, big uh, sim race yesterday. And um, he will be on our show Thursday. Motorsports Madness will work out the time. And uh, so he and Big Bill Venturini will be our guests on Thursday. And that should be a lot of fun. Uh, Looking forward to that one. Nick Moncher back in the studio as well. Alan Huffman um, races trucks at... uh, Hickory Motor Speedway, the birthplace of stars. Um, And uh, that speedway is, uh, you know, I say that the speedway is old, but it is the second uh, oldest active NASCAR weekly racing series track behind Winston-Salem. But I was reminded today that Seekonk Speedway up in Massachusetts celebrating its 75th birthday this year. So, yeah, it's been around since the late 40s. It's just unbelievable. Like, wow. Um, But uh, you were were talking about your first race and how you got started um, going to Hickory Motor Speedway. When did you start racing there? So, uh, you know, I I grew up after after going to the track as a kid. I grew up, got got interested in the go-karts and started playing around with those some and quickly learned that... I could actually put together a mini stock almost as cheap, cheaper if not cheaper than a go-kart. Yeah. Go-karts exactly. get out of hand. So, yeah. Yes, they do. So that's what we started doing. Uh, my brother and myself, uh, you know, we started putting one together and basically bought one out of the junkyard and it should have stayed in the junkyard. Um, <laughs> it was horrible. I'll, I'll never forget my, my first laps at Hickory, which was, to answer your question, was in 2000. Wow. Um, so I've, I've been involved driving stock cars for the last 20 years. 
Um, I've ran at least one race every year since 2000, which is kind of cool to be able to say. That's yeah, a, very really cool. Impressive. But uh, the, unfortunately, my first laps at Hickory were uh, anything <laughs> no, nowhere near impressive as uh, I think we were getting lapped about every two laps. So it was, <laughs> it was horrible. Um, but we got better. Um, you know, so we, we kept working and kept improving things and uh, upgrading engines and cars and this, that, and the other. Uh, bought a Pro 4 in 2005, uh, which unfortunately ended up being the same year that Matt DiBenedetto came from California um, and kind of slowed, oh, wow. <laughs> slowed down our stuff. So um, we, we finished second a lot to Matt um, that year. Um, took a, a brief hiatus in 2000, end of 06. Um, I still had a chance to run a car once, once every year. Um, I actually drove a late model truck for a buddy of mine, uh, 2007, 2008. Um, but I had sold all my personal stuff and actually quit my job, went back to college to uh, go into ministry. Oh, wow. And thought, uh, at that point thought I was, I was done racing. Uh, but God had some other plans yeah, for us. Say, and, little did you know. Yes, yes. There's um, an old adage. If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> exactly. So 2011, we had a chance to uh, actually jump into a V8 car. Got a limited late model, and we started putting it together. God told me, he said, I know nothing about racing. He said, but I know your heart. I know your passion. He said, and, and the least I can do is maybe provide you with a vehicle. Um, so he, he gave us a limited late model that he had traded to a guy for a motor. Wow. Um, and we started rebuilding. So, again, my brother and I, we, we started putting things together and uh, ran our first uh, limited late model race in 2012. was the Dwight Huffman Memorial Race. Started uh, dead last, and we were horrible in practice and qualifying. Um, somehow we started dead last and finished seventh in our first limited race. So. Um, played around with the limiteds for a while, uh, 2015 had opportunity to jump in a, in a truck and wanted to move to a truck cause we were working on a deal to, to try to make our debut in what's now the Gander truck series. And we had a potential sponsor and stuff. So we were, I was playing with some ideas, wanted to kind of see the difference between a car and a truck and how they handled, um, got in the truck and my goodness, the, honestly, that was the best move that, that I could have ever made for our racing career. Um, why is that? Well, it was the first time in my racing career we actually started having some success. Uh, we were consistently <laughs> up front. I mean, well, that's you know, good. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, we were okay in the limited <laughs> stuff, um, you know, but we, we never really could hit on anything. Right. And uh, 2015, once we got the truck, um, I actually bought a truck off of Jordan Anderson. We kept working on the truck, getting it better. Our fourth race out on the truck, we finished third. Um, and just my, my brother... He, he saw something, and uh, he, he actually ended up going and buying another truck, brought the truck home. He's like, this is what we're going to do. You're going to drive this truck for the rest of the season, try to go to win the championship. He said, then at the end of the year, I'm going to take the truck back. He said, you can go back to your truck, and I'm going to race trucks too. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I was like, why not? So we jumped in the truck, and the first time out in that truck, we finished third. Wow. Uh, in fact, it was twin races, uh, finished uh Finished fourth in the first race, lost the first race by two thousandths of a second. Finished third in the second race that night. Uh, went on to finish uh, third in the points that year. Came back the next year, and we just steadily kept working, kept making our stuff better um, to where we eventually we won our first race. It was the uh, Fall Brawl of 2016 in Hickory with uh, 17 late model trucks on the track. That's awesome. Um, and now we've we've won a handful of races, a bunch of polo awards. Uh, 
two uh, two two track championships there. So uh, it's been a been an amazing ride the last five years. That's awesome. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, um, you're always fun to watch race, and and I I love watching the trucks at Hickory, and and was involved um in tyler dayton's last year yes. with him when he won yes. uh won a few races and and just missed winning the championship um you know it's a it's a fun series it is it is the most most fun vehicle i've ever raced now do you do any of the uh southeast super truck races because again those guys i enjoy their shows yes uh they, and they're great guys and it's funny that you mentioned that um <laughs> great pain he, I saw him back in December. He's like, don't, don't even talk to me. He said, you've promised me for four years you're going to come around our series. Don't talk to me until you show up at the racetrack. So um, I, I've, I have talked with them a lot. They, their rules were a good bit different from what we could run at Hickory. In what way? Uh, How just, are they different? You know, well, you can run with their, their series. You can run 604 with a, a, a four-barrel carburetor or, yes. Um, but you can also run the 603 with the same carburetor. So... If and what we had was a, a crate 603 motor, so we would we would have been down probably 20 horsepower compared to what some of the other guys were running. Okay, so um, you're at a disadvantage horsepower wise. That and shocks, um, you know, they run a steel body shock where we can run like a Penske shock. Um, so okay. for us to change was going to cost us about a thousand dollars to to kind of oh, wow. get their package. Okay. Um, what they've done this year is they've actually opened their shock package up to where we can actually come in with our truck now and, and with a little bit of a weight penalty, uh, we can actually go in and race with them. So uh, we're, we're looking at, at trying to make at least one truck race great. If you're listening, I promise we're going to try to run <laughs> one truck race this year. Well, they, they put on a great show. They and, um, and good people. Well, they are, and, and and it's it's been interesting for me because the last several years I've had so much other stuff going on that I haven't been around to the local races except for some cars tour stuff and and then some of the shootout and whatever. And I get to Hickory one or two times a year, but um, I'm 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 so excited this year to be able to do more sort of roaming around yeah. again, um, like I used to as a, as a media. Uh, media personality and so um definitely looking forward to some of the um the, the southeast uh, races in fact their first race was scheduled to be um Two i think weeks. the 28th yes yeah at uh, tri-county if i Correct. remember right yeah. really it was wow, yes. my brain good still job. works good job <laughs> um that's that's interesting okay it was a good day today uh so, <laughs> uh, not sure of the status of that but i would certainly say that there is at least some reason if it hasn't already been postponed some reason to it think has. that it will oh. yeah as it okay yeah yeah so stay tuned because eventually they're going to get rocking and they've got a nice um field of trucks i don't know have you ever had the chance to see any of their shows Nick? no i and I, I was actually just getting ready to ask alan for myself and probably everybody listening what is the difference between what you guys race and what we when we all hear trucks we think of the nascar gander series sure. oh all right so um, a lot of money very true true um so and great question um basically a late model super truck is built off the same premise as a late model stock car um, which we've we've got a late model as well, but so they're you know obviously they're they're built with a uh, a truck cockpit they're you know but they they are built very similar to what a, a late model stock is. In fact, our okay. truck um, is is built all the points and everything are built identical to a late model stock. Um, so kind of kind of in comparison to a cup car compared to a gander truck will be a late model compared to a late model super truck. Gotcha. Um, some trucks are perimeter chassis. Some are straight rail chassis. 
So there, there is a mix there, but we all have to weigh the same. Um, you know, there's some different suspension parts there and stuff. But actually, I got a chance to go and help a buddy of mine, Jordan Anderson, uh, when he uh, the Canadian race uh, back last season. Okay. And so I was at the shop and was kind of helping their guys get stuff ready. And I'm looking at his truck. I'm like, dude, this thing's. I mean, I, I know what I'm looking at. I know what I'm touching. <laughs> I expected something totally different. So, um, the the biggest thing's probably weight. Um, you know, we're a little bit smaller than than what the Gander trucks are. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, that uh, it's uh, it's interesting to to watch the trucks at Hickory. It's been a division where a lot of drivers, for example, Tyler Dayton's a great example yeah. of of a driver who kind of was using that as a hopefully a springboard to to bigger things in the southeast series the same way um you know we had brett suggs on here a while yes. ago um good friend of mine and uh yeah brett that that nice family and Definitely. you know again uh rising star and uh he he runs uh that particular touring series so um we'll talk more with alan we've got nick Moncher here and james mellick as well uh, we are talking racing on lead lap presented by victory custom trailers back after this you own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. 
but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lab, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Tom Baker hosting the show, along with, uh, we've got Alan Hoffman, we've got James Bellick, we've got Nick Monsher. We're inside the WSIC studio, and we're having a great time here tonight. Uh, under, you know, as uh, difficult of circumstances as this country's faced in, well, my lifetime, I think. Um, but we're, again, trying to make the best of it. And we, um, if you missed the announcement earlier, NASCAR, again, um, they are off till the beginning of May. Martinsville will be their return on the 9th of May as of right now, following CDC guidelines to um, kind of cool it for the next 60 days. And uh, Nick Boncher, of course, uh, from Venturini Motorsports, and NASCAR now owns the ARCA series, and NASCAR's off, ARCA's off too. So um, your next race back again will be? Toledo Speedway, ARCA East. I love that track. It's my home track. That's right. That's my home track. Yes. One of the few places I have not won at on the ARCA series, actually. Your state's basically <laughs> closed. Yeah, they've just they, they've shut that <laughs> yeah, down. I mean, basically. That, I'll just stay down here. It's fine. Yeah. It's warmer yeah. down here. It is. <laughs> that you, is. Oh no, never mind. I was going to say you didn't win with Justin Boston, but you weren't at. I wasn't the flying. I wasn't v, flying yeah. the V back oh, then. Flying no. then. No, and I we had a really good chance to win it in 2015. Led 180 laps with Grant Enfinger, and in the last restart, going down the backstretch, the car shut off, and the mm. next seven cars Whoops. ran into us, and the flying V won with Todd Gilland in his first race. Wow! What what did uh, what's the best finish you had with Coulter there? Because I know he ran a lot when I think Ty was running, didn't he? Yeah, Coulter, Toledo was honestly one of his better tracks. Toledo, Berlin, he actually ended up winning at Berlin. Um, Mansfield at the time back when that was open in Ohio, he was a short track ringer, man, he, in the ARCA cars. It's funny because in the ARCA cars, you take him a short track all day long, you put your money on him, we were finishing second, third. We were always right there. He got booted at Toledo one time. We were leading uh, close to the end. I think Justin Lofton moved him. Uh, we lost that race. But then when we went to the trucks – he did not shine at the short tracks and the trucks. He shined at the big tracks. He was fantastic, you know, especially 2012 there uh, when he won at Pocono and then actually, you know, made a really good run for the championship towards right. the end of the year. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, he kind of struggled uh, at KBM just a little bit. Yeah, KBM. I mean, but KBM was not what it, it is now. You yeah, know, it uh, wasn't what it was then. KBM it then now. to now is, is night and day difference. And I think if you were, you know, if he were to come back, and even when he came to, to GMS when I was there, you know, we had basically just started as a truck team right. um you know and moved into that realm we actually bought rcr stuff which was a huge help but then the trucks all changed that year yep. yeah so that's new right. bodies new everything yep. uh so again i think he was behind the eight ball you know the whole team was and uh and then he re you know retired after that went dirt racing but i think you know if you were to throw him in a, a kbm truck of today or a gms truck of today he'd probably go out there and shine especially the big tracks wasn't his first race at daytona the race he got turned sideways crossing the stripe and got like drilled in the right side with kbm I think he did. I think they got drilled like in the right side there at Daytona. He had the world's worst luck at pretty much every restrictor plate. I remember oh, see, we I went there that's what with RCR and he went straight up in the air, nose, you know, facing down. There's actually a picture of, of Boucher driving underneath him and he was just straight <laughs> up. And he said, the only thing I remember is just looking and I'm literally staring at the pavement falling down. <laughs> that's Man. funny. 
Yeah, Coulter was. I like Joey. He was a good yeah, guy. Joey was a good. His whole family. They're great people. I. I I wish they would be back in racing. You know, they were, they were fantastic to work with. They're just running dirt stuff now, aren't they? Dirt yep, late models. Yep, they have a. It's called Rum Runner Racing. They run dirt, super late models, and across I think all the different series. Um, yeah, Harold Holly's the still crew chief in that. He actually followed Joey from ARCA to RCR to KBM to now the dirt stuff. And Joey dabbles in his son, but he actually lives in Texas with his wife, who works for Simpson. And uh, you know, Harold has I think he's got two or three different dirt drivers that are driving that thing on a regular basis now up here. And that's a great segue because uh, <clears throat> we, I want to talk, <laughs> the state of Pennsylvania is in an interesting situation right now because virtually every other state uh, has been clamping down on all events and limiting the number of people who can um, gather at any one time. And Pennsylvania it took a little bit of a different tact. Uh, the governor there has apparently made the statement that he is not going to shut down dirt track racing in Pennsylvania. Um, as of right now, his his attitude or his uh, approach to this is, if you're sick, stay home. And he's leaving it up to the individual tracks and series to decide what they want to do. So if you want dirt track racing in the next couple of weeks, you better take a trip to Pennsylvania. What is that? I think it used to be you've got a friend in Pennsylvania. Isn't it um, still snowing in Pennsylvania? <laughs> well, can, can we vote him in here? No, actually, uh, I don't. I, to be honest with you, the winter in Pennsylvania has been relatively mild. Um, and so they've had their share, of course. But uh, no, I think uh, the next few weeks, next week or two, uh, everything starts to, to fire off up there. Um, we'll try to keep you apprised of track schedules. But um, if you're into sprint cars or dirt racing, that's a, a place you can go and who's not in sprint cars sprint cars are fantastic yeah if you're not into sprint cars just turn the show off um, <laughs> no don't do we're just kidding um but uh yeah i mean my gosh it's just uh and pa is one of the true hotbeds for sprint car racing it's why you hear all the time they phrase pa posse um and uh, those guys there are tough. When the outlaws go to PA, uh, you often see a local or two locals, you know, win the races there because they, uh, those guys know how to how to race. It's some of the the most incredible racing you'll ever see. Very regularly, Donnie Schatz does not win up there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it, that's what I say. I mean, you got you know some of the the coolest tracks in Pennsylvania to to watch races at that that are just very hard to. To win at so again um you know that's uh i think that's interesting and you know it, again i i could go on a long run i won't um because nobody really needs to hear that but um it's it's good to see that at least in one small part of the country we might actually see some short track racing here uh at least until somebody decides that now you gotta go along with the cdc guidelines but um that's uh that's what's going on in pa right now uh it looks like uh we're we're probably going to have virtually no national series racing for at least the next uh four weeks if not eight weeks so um we'll see uh and keep you apprised as to what's going on okay so uh we were talking earlier about sim racing um and i think that this you know, if, if you look at what's going on in general, um, what can you do if you're a race fan? Sim racing, to me, is the place to go. If you're into that, um, 
in terms of being a sim racer, this is your time. Okay, um, go do it and have a good time. If you're not into it, you can watch it. Uh, there are several places on the internet to go, um, you know, to, to watch sim racing. And like I said, I'm hoping that we see more of it uh, as well on uh, maybe a, a race or two on Fox. I would love to see Fox decide to televise one or two of these big shows. And it's even a chance cool. for the fans to reach out and actually have um, a conversation with the drivers. Yeah. And yeah. Obviously, they just put on that big race there this week, and I think anybody could have got into it and went and raced and at least tried to get into the field, and that yep. was a chance for everybody to you know have communication with these drivers that race on Sunday and Saturday. And that's something that, you know, I mean, that's pretty cool to say that you're racing with those guys, even if it is just virtual. Josh uh, Williams, who won that big race yesterday that they had, will be on. He is the spotter for Ryan Blaney in the Cup Series. He will be on our show Thursday night on Motorsports Madness, uh, joining Big Bill Venturini. Um, we don't know if Josh will be in studio yet. He may be uh, on the strutmasters.com hotline. But um, either way, we will be talking with the winner of that race. And there's a big race on Thursday night as well that Ryan Vargas is putting on. <clears throat> so, again, we say to all of you who are listening to this show, that if you're a short track racer or really any kind of a race team, if you've, you know, if you've got something going on like that, a big race, or you're doing something, um, let us know. We can't guarantee we can uh, put all your stuff on the air here, uh, but uh, we certainly want to keep people apprised of what are some options. Well, uh, most of the big racing is down. What are some options? What's going on? Um, slot car racing, RC racing, all kinds slot of different things. Slot car racing. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. Slot car racing. I think there's still, I there used to be some tracks around here. I don't know if they still are. I don't know, but I remember that as a kid, slot car racing. That was, I see, I did that both. was fun. Yeah, my brother and I, we started, we raced our C cars for a while and then realized we could get go-karts and run those for about what we were spending on the RC yeah, stuff. RC cars are expensive. <laughs> you know? yeah, and yes, then, real um, so we go-karted for a while and then um, we went to slot cars and uh, then it realized again, we were, you know, that's way, cause, cause you have, you, it, this is what's interesting about, you'd think, well, RC cars, you know, it's, it's a, it's kind of a, you know, a play thing or whatever. No, you have professional RC There's car professional racing. Just like, series for that. I mean, you oh, get, yeah. you know, factory sponsored people with, you know, they, they get free cars and free batteries and whatever. Former Xfinity driver, Hal Martin, who then, you know, re- owned a, a team with uh, Eric McClure. He's an actual factory sponsored RC car driver. Really? Yep. I did not know that. You he, know, I was just thinking about that team. He the other dabbled day. in, uh, in that throughout his whole Xfinity and ARCA career. And then when he owned the, uh, what, now is Arca East, K and N East team with uh, Eric McClure. He he was doing it again, and then when he they shut that down, he got into it really big. He's now Ty Gibbs full time spotter in all his Arca and Arca East, Arca West races. Oh, I didn't know that either. Um, but wow. yeah, he's he's huge into it. His garage is set up like a mini shop. It, it's it's wow. like a mini LFR. Like it's clean, everything. Wow. It's crazy. That's cool. That's funny. I had no idea that uh, how. I, like I said, I was wondering. I I was thinking about. Uh, in fact, I saw a special on the on the Morgan McClure team. I think that's what yeah Morgan McClure had a special the, the other day. Yeah, the four car um, in Cup, the old Kodak car, one of my favorite all time Cup cars. Um, one of the most interesting race shops I've ever been in was their shop. Really, it's fantastic. Yeah, say TJ TJ Bell and Scott Speed used to have a place in Mooresville over there in Talbert Point. I think it was called uh, Speed RC or something like that. Something like and that. It was, yeah, it was Is right there by the pit there? school. I don't think it's there anymore. Okay, but that was owned by Scott uh, Scott Speed and TJ. They're both really big into the RC stuff as interesting. well. Interesting. So, okay, didn't know that. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. That and, and and again, just you know, thinking of things, it's you know, racers are pretty resourceful people. We can 
you know, we can get we can get a half a dozen or ten people together and all sit in somebody's garage and have some beverages and, and talk racing for hours. It never gets old for us. Definitely. Um, and that's kind of how we like these shows to be as well. So we hope you like what you're hearing and seeing, and uh, we'll be back with more of it right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schrope belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Olero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even Racecom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back to Lead Lab. That is Alan Huffman's voice you're hearing as we come out of break. Uh, talking about uh, Spencer Boyd, who brought us back for break. Uh, you yeah. got to tell that again so we can actually hear it. Yeah, so uh, last year, Spencer actually came up and ran a couple truck races up at Hickory. Oh, fun. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a blast. I love racing with Spencer. Um, He's a great guy. Me, me and him, we, we race side by side quite a bit, both nights, and uh, absolutely great guy. Uh, yeah, he is. Great family and 
Uh, we, we had a ton, ton He's of fun. Been, he was just on our show again not too long ago. We, uh, uh, we like Spencer, and I've known him since Legends. He's a, he's a good dude. Yes. Um, speaking of good dudes, the, uh, uh, it's fun. You know, Twitter's fun. And, and um, when you get Kaz Grawl and Justin Haley going, those two are... Former teammates. Yeah, former teammates, and, and they're really good friends. I mean, it's kind of like the odd couple, you know. Um, and apparently Justin has some... Um, He's kind of OCD when it comes to ironing. Um, so the 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 uh, apparently NASCAR chasm put a uh, a tweet out that was responding to something Justin said about ironing. Um, and ha- the, the tweet from NASCAR chasm to Justin is, "Have you ever looked into extreme ironing?" Now we don't know if that actually exists, but it brings it now <laughs> it brings yeah. Uh, so then Justin's response, replying to NASCAR chasm, did Kaz Growler eat my ironing issues? And Kaz's response to all of that is, he irons everything, literally, even socks. He also has a portable steamer within six feet of him at all times. The J.J. Haley does not tolerate wrinkles. He does not. (laughs) I was at GMS when they were both there, and he does not. I can testify with that. I do not like wrinkles. If I go to grab a shirt hanging out of my closet and it has wrinkles in it, I will put it in the washer if I can't get the wrinkles out on on wrinkle-free, rewash it. So Very I, can funny. Wear, I don't do don't wrinkles Don't ever come either. to my house. I can't do You'll wrinkles. Hate my closet. <laughs> it drives me crazy, wrinkles do. I'm the same way, so I can testify with him. Oh, uh, and there, but wait, there's more. J- J- Justin Haley's response, PJ's undies, socks, anything I put on my body is wrinkle-treated in some way every day. It's a problem. Yeah. And then again, this is true. I've also helped Tyler Reddick in times of need. So <laughs> apparently <laughs> Justin is willing to iron for others. What a nice friend he is to have. That's a nice guy. Wait for him to make some money during this downtime here. Yeah. Yeah. Travel around iron. Ironing. Yeah. He he could open a dry cleaning business. When I traveled, I had this stuff you can go buy at Walmart. It's called wrinkle releaser. You can spray it on your clothes, and then you just pull it and snap it, and it helps get the wrinkles out. I would take little bottles of this with me. So when I pull my clothes out of the duffel bag (laughs) before before I would go take a shower, I would spray it. And I'd get the wrinkles out. I'd go take my shower. I'd come out, and the clothes would look nice, and we'd go out to eat. And as soon as you got to the racetrack, you'd lay down on the ground and roll around, and everything would be wrinkled and dirty. Things you learned on Twitter about racers. (laughs) You probably had the nicest crew shirts in the entire garage. I did. I took very good care of them. That's very funny. That is very funny. What? What? Okay, so so let's go around the table here because we all have weird whatever. What? What would be something that would be comparable to to that for you? What are you OCD about, or what's a weird? Oh boy, um, I don't know. I, I I really kind of pride myself on not trying to ever be OCD on anything, but I, I'm past. I don't. I'm 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 not. <laughs> like he's totally normal, right? Yeah, that that's not true. <laughs> yeah, not at all. I just I don't know what I would be OCD, OCD uh, about. Well, we already know what yours is because yeah, you wrinkles, should, wrinkles. you and Justin Haley should open the dry cleaning. Yeah, I mean, Store. we'd be. Uh, I think we'd be pretty good at it because he seems like he doesn't like them. I don't like them. We'd be pretty particular and about the funny making thing them is, right. Justin races dirt, so we know he's not like a germaphobe because you can't do that and race dirt. That's impossible. Um, but he he just likes to look neat. I guess. Yep, that's how I am. I prim like and to have no wrinkles. Yeah, prim it and drives proper. me crazy. Alan, anything for you? I, you know. Uh, I mean, are we are we talking OCD or are we yeah, just, just talking kind of weird? That, well, anything I, that's sort of a different. I, I guess for me is you know on race day uh well one race day i don't eat i just i cannot eat um but I, really yeah is and, that nerves or well it used to be 
but but then then there was this one time I actually ate lunch before a race, and we destroyed a race car. So I just don't eat anymore. <laughs> you just automatically correlate. <laughs> yeah, that, huh? I, I guess. Uh, the other thing, Very I guess, superstitious. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, so my crew chief gives me a hard time. The the other thing I guess I'm a little superstitious on is like every race day I wear the exact same thing. I mean, same pair of socks, same shirt. You can fill in the blanks. I, I mean, I, I do. I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of that. Well, if anybody races <laughs> trucks against Huffman, steal the socks. You know, yeah, You'll steal win. the socks. No, those are protected. Steal the clothes. <laughs> you know how to beat him now. He'll be he he, he will be paralyzed without yeah. socks or his <laughs> lucky. Yeah, without his lucky stuff. Maybe That's, we can get Justin to come iron your socks. That might be worth it. <laughs> that, that, that might help. <laughs> We'll get Justin to come in and do a show. And, and what we can do is, fans, if you got any ironing you need done, Justin will do it here in the studio on the air. Maybe he could teach me how to iron. Yeah. I don't even own an iron. I don't either. Oh, I do. I do. Red yeah, just I totally gave me the look. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. I do. I do. I own an iron. I'll tell you, I do. I did learn that there's a wrinkle you know, setting on my dryer. Yep. I, got, I did figure too. out that just the yep. A few weeks the ago, the dryer honestly. sheets, you know, they get wrinkles out too. I tend yeah. to leave everything in the basket too long. Oh well, see, that's yeah, that's a batch. That's hashtag bachelor problems. That's what that yeah. is. I, I live um, out of a suitcase. So. Literally, yeah. I I have two suitcases. They stay on my floor all year. I have one for long hauls, one for short trips, and like if I don't use the clothes in them, they just stay in them, and I just yeah. keep recirculating it. It's it's interesting. I mean, it's it's you know, racers when you're when you're on the go so much, it is very different. To um, it's a kind of a different style of living because you you know you have to constantly be washing and refilling a suitcase. You're always thinking about that next know. week. Yeah. Where are yeah. we going? We I got always, the weather every week. I take everything out of my bag. Everything. I'd wash it all and then put it all right back. I've always every week. Wow. Every oh, really? Week. <laughs> yep, every week. It didn't matter if I wore it or not. It came out, got washed, and put back in there so it was clean for it, the next know, it week. Was, it was clean if you didn't wear it, right? Yeah, like but it, I just had it this. It didn't get dirty somehow. I had to take yeah. it out, wash it, put it back. Because so, I, had, I had a suitcase that was kind of, I guess you'd call it a two-tiered suitcase, I guess. Um, it had a Fancy. top portion where I would keep my dirty clothes and a bottom portion oh, where I keep my clean clothes. They never touched but it didn't matter. I had to clean them anyways. Do you get weirded out with like when your food touches on the plate? No, too? that okay. doesn't matter. I'll mix it. Like today, like today for lunch, I had macaroni and cheese with barbecue sauce. So barbecue sauce, yeah, that's actually pretty good. So yeah, I mean, uh, it mac and cheese. Why would yeah. you put some see? hot dogs in it? We got a exactly. So I mean, my food touching doesn't bother me. Okay. No, that doesn't bother me. Interesting. See, I've always wondered how drivers keep all their stuff straight because especially ones that like run a. a xfinity and a in a cup and they have different sponsors and you gotta like i always wondered how drivers do that if they have if their wives are in charge of like keeping the like oh you gotta oh, no. have no, your no no ex, no that how does that all all on us right here hold on do that one more time so i want to get PR the point on tv all on us. there was yes. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to a test somewhere if we're going to an event it is 110 percent but is that true? Even I, I understand you being at the ARCA level. Is that true? It, even at the NASCAR levels, the oh, yeah. PR people yeah, have I to mean, manage the wardrobe. Yeah, I've. Oh my. Um, yes and no. I could say yes and no. I mean, it depends on who cleans the fire suits. If the drivers have a specific cleaner they like, then the driver will handle it. But if they well, handle all the stuff, I was just talking stuff, about like the oh the players in general. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking driver I mean, your, suit. Your general. But the suits are a part you're of You're going to run XYZ sponsor suit this week. Yeah, that's that's 100. But honest. imagine a being a driver drivers. and having two different sponsors like Saturday and Sunday kind of deal and having to, you know. So Motor you're homes. saying the PR guy, yeah, but, but motor coaches. Yeah, but usually 
Usually the, the, PR, the PR person and either the truck driver or the motor coach driver. Wow. They mm-hmm. make sure that's all right because if it gets messed up, ooh. Yeah. Somebody that's is funny. somebody's making sure something there. I mean, you'll see PR people walking over to the cup hauler or the Xfinity hauler, get a fire suit off, and they'll just walk away with it. They're going over to the RV to take it over there, so they got it. But um, sometimes they're very picky about who washes it, and they just keep them in their coach, and they kind of are just told what to wear when they come over. Interesting. Well, there you go. So for the, so you all just learned something, and if you're wanting to be a PR in the top levels of NASCAR and you think your job is simply to write press releases, you just learned that uh, you're also in charge of wardrobe. So oh, much yeah. more. There's yeah. a lot. So yeah. much more. Well, and, I mean, and that's, you know, there is, and people, see, that's the thing. Like, everybody wants to be a PR person and, and it, because they think that's the easiest job. Yeah. And if you do it right, it's actually one of the hardest, I you're, would argue. You're stocking hats up yeah. on the truck. For it, um, when you win a race, if yes. you're lucky enough to win one, you're the one who takes care of that, um, putting the trucks on there or the hats on there, making sure you got the right hats on there and all that stuff every week for uh, hero cards. Lane, all make sure you stuff. have the right hero cards if you yes. have different sponsors. I mean, there's flags a lot of work. that go on the hall. I mean, there's just every little thing you can ever think of. It's either falling on, I would say, the PR person or the, the truck driver. Like the, they work hand in hand a lot that. of times together. Okay, we've got about two minutes left in the segment. We got some additional news, and I meant to bring this up earlier, and, and it just came by on Twitter again, so I want to make sure we mention it. Uh, this from Nick DeGroot, who's uh, part of our uh, team, as well as um, being uh, obviously a part of motorsport.com. Nick, uh, one of our kind of recurring guests on our shows, uh, particularly the Inside Pass on Tuesday mornings, Brett Moffitt suffered a fracture in both legs on Saturday. He was injured in a motocross motocross bike accident um wow. moffitt who obviously won the uh nascar gander truck series championship in 2018 with the tory racing suffered fractures in both of his legs he was on a motocross bike we don't have a lot of details here we don't know you know where he was what he was doing or whatever but um fractured in both legs um he's in good spirits expect a full recovery rehabilitation expected to take six to eight weeks lucky him the cdc said hey you got time that worked out really well yeah. now the That's uh good. the rumor on the street is he was uh, on a actual pedal bike doing a trick into a foam pit and oh, it did okay. not end well ouch sounds I like see. that could be very painful yes i don't know if we were supposed to say that but it's said now uh, it's rumor i just saw it on the way up here that he had fractures in both legs and I uh, wasn't sure I did. I just saw saw it. So well, um, that's uh, it, it's channeling his inner Travis Pastrana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally, who liked to break a lot of stuff, mostly cars. But um, but he's Travis was Travis is a fun dude, and, he, and it was always fun watching him. But um, so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, now how that. Um, I mean, I suppose uh, he's got eight weeks and. Nothing going to happen right perfect now timing. for eight weeks, so yeah. it could be perfect timing. Th- that could be a very lucky break for him. No pun otherwise, intended. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lucky pair of breaks. Um, no pun intended. Anyways, we uh, we need to, to take a break. When we come back, we've got more. of. We'd lap one more segment, and we'll have some fun. Stick around. Stay with us. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
automotive technicians, and auto service trainees. How would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Do you hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this could be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Chandler Smith brings us back for break, and uh, Nick Moncher gets a really funny look on his face. because Most recent ARCA winner. Most recent ARCA winner. Inaugural Phoenix Raceway. V Flyers this year. The only V Flyer that hasn't been on the show yet. Yeah. Um, when is that going to happen, by the way? I'm, I'm, right, well, he's he, got plenty of downtime now. I don't think he's in school, so I'm going to drive down to Georgia and pick him up. There you go. That's what you need to do. Let him stay at your house for a couple nights. We'll just have him on a couple shows. We'll do it all at once. Get it so all done at once. We'll get him on all the shows in one week. We'll go through Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday all in one week, and then that way uh, he does the whole Race Chaser tour. He's good for the year. Yeah, he's good for the year that way. Um, Catching the off-season around yeah. December. Yeah, um, but uh, no, we, we, we like Chandler, and, and uh, yeah, that was, uh, I mean, we can talk about that here. We've got uh, some time in this segment. We that, that was a really, I thought, actually, that was a really good race. I mean, I know that for the most part, Ty dominated it, but... Um, Again, it comes down to the end, and and you know your cars were there at the end, and I and I that one lap shootout, I'm like I'm watching Ty going, 
Is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna? And he didn't even get close. It was actually, I mean, even with Ty, the way he dominated, you know, the beginning part of the race, it was actually a good race, like you said, it the was. whole race. Yeah. Um, you know, just taking even, you know, our aspect out of it, I just thought, you know, it was really good racing. Um, nobody really knew what to expect. Nobody had been yep. there and tested, you know, and it was, I said, it was the first time Arca had ever been there. First time. Yeah, we're talking Phoenix, by the way. Just first for time. Those of you who don't know, a lot of people in the arca series had actually yep. been there you know when our team arrived there was probably only three of us that had ever been to phoenix before truck racing xfinity racing whatever um you know a lot of the kids had never even been there yeah um so it was it was a really fun weekend uh it, it was a great race like you said and and I, I love arca's shootout rules you know where it comes down to you know and it it obviously helped us here and it's bitten us before um but you know if if the race is going to restart before the scheduled end it's a green and white together and a checker which a lot of people didn't realize and that's happened several times over the years right um and then if it goes long and then it's actual green a white a checker and they will always you know end under green right that's been a, a a standing arca rule forever and it hasn't changed so far since nascar's purchased this series but um you know obviously it, it panned out well for us uh that was billy venerini was, was crew chief in that car yeah and he actually made the call last second uh to to do the two tires yes. to get the track Style position four. yeah and that that helped out greatly and then to see self rebound because he had a crazy oh, electrical gosh. problem there at the beginning of the race that just kept plaguing him over and over and over again we finally got it figured out and fixed uh to be able to come back to second it was a great day for us that, that has got to be the most annoying thing for a driver an electrical problem because you yes. literally don't know what to do if the car is loose you can you can at least you know adjust your line or do something on the racetrack to try and make it better if it's tight same thing um you know of course there are some things like vibrations and things you just got to pull it in because um and and get it fixed but the electrical problem is you know it's like this little gremlin that's somewhere and it and you, can be anything yes yeah, that's the problem that people don't realize yeah. that. i mean alan you probably know yeah and there's nothing you can do and there's nothing you can no. do. and there's really nothing from a crew standpoint we can do you're either. guessing you're guessing yeah exactly you're you know check your volts check your gauges and, and things like that but it could be anything from the battery to an alternator to a starter to a, a ground wire you know yeah. that that has just become crimped and uh it, it's crazy so and he would uh he would be driving along, and all of a sudden, the thing would just thing was shut sh off. And it ended up being they found there was something shorting out on the chassis. That was oh, yeah, the it, last thing wow. you'd expect. So it was there was a piece that was hitting the chassis under certain loads, and, oh, man. and it actually had come loose when he got hit in the rear end there um, on one of the restarts right before it happened. It jarred whatever piece it was loose, and it bounced it up onto the chassis. And so when he went in power and went under load, and it squatted the car down, it hit. And when he came off the gas, it you know came loose. So luckily, they were about third or fourth pit stop into it. And they finally figured it out and got that piece out of there. But it wow. was it was wild. Did you want to jump in there, James, or no? no. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I didn't have a mic on. I was just thinking, you know, oh, okay. that was. I thought you were trying to jump in. I was thinking, you know, um, like that always brings into me the electrical thing. That always makes me just think about the track bar they used to run, the motored track bar, and how many times it would short out or there'd be a problem with that track bar, and the track bar would just get stuck. And then in that situation, you're in trouble because you can't really trouble. adjust can't it. Adjust you can't the adjust bar, the track bar right? anymore. So now you're trying to adjust everything off uh, rounds in the jack screws or air pressure. And if you can't move I the track bar and you have no that, idea like, where it's at. In certain mm. races with a driver where they, the, 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 it didn't work anymore and it was like, wow, how does that – I mean, that again, that's like a crew chief. You, you, you just go gray. Yeah, yeah it, you're <laughs> kind of hoping like you, when they say it's – they say to you like the driver's like, well, it's stuck and this is what it's stuck at. Just use 8.5 yeah. for an example. 
Now, is that 8.5 on the dash right? Or has it broke and fell? <laughs> has it went up? I mean, why is it not? I mean, where is it even really at? Didn't Truex's break and fell all the way down one mm-hmm. time? and yep. that, But it showed it was all the way up or something yeah. like that? Yeah, uh-huh. it's just You have no idea where it's at. That just messes stuff. with, I mean, that's that's another electrical Get thing that they used to have. To climb under there and look at it. So Chandler yep. got got the win. That was good. And in, in, in selfie, uh, a great day for a second. Drew didn't have his best day, but... You know? No, he got tangled up in a few other people's yeah. mess, and it was just a. It, he had a chaotic day. He had a handful um, for him to be able to bring it home. The way he did was was good for him. Yeah. Um, you know, but he's already focused on the next one, which will now be Charlotte. So that'll be so at Toledo. Who is who will run? Mason Diaz. Uh, he's running full time, and Toledo is actually one of two races that we have left in our second car for the East Series. We have we've been working with all sorts of different people, Toyota and uh-huh. who to put in it, uh, but we have not finalized that yet. Interesting. So Toledo Speedway and Berlin Raceway in August, we actually have available in our second East car. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Alan? So, Alan, uh, <laughs> you know, I was joking earlier. It was like, well, with, you know, with NASCAR suspending everything to me, I don't guess I need to send my resume to, to Moffitt's team. Maybe I just need to send it to you. Yeah, we got, we got two races. Yeah. Come on. That'd be he cool. He knows the owner. <laughs> hey, there we go. You know, Alan Hoffman we need makes his ARCA. Have you, you ever run ARCA? I've not. I'd love to. Yeah. Arc, there we go. Alan Hoffman makes his ARCA debut at Toledo. That'd be we, great. We've just solved the problem. There we well, go. That we was just easy. need some cash. <laughs> yeah. 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 You yeah. need a sponsor or two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, well, that's interesting. So we don't know yet. To no, nope, we have not finalized that yet. Mm, interesting. Okay, so keep keep your eyes is on that, the ARCA news. Is that going to be a your decision, Toyota decision, or kind of a little bit of everybody? Well, I doubt it's uh, Nick's all decision. of the above. Definitely yeah, <laughs> <all laughs> not Nick's decision. Not, no, if I, it was Nick's decision, Alan would be in the car. <laughs> I do. Uh, that is that is part of my my job description. Other than just PR, is the driver development program. So I actually work with Billy on that hand right. in hand in Toyota. So I will have <laughs> input. But it ultimately comes down between Billy and Toyota. Okay. I wasn't sure if Toyota was leaning more on, hey, we're making the decision, or if Billy. It really was like, just depends on us. what they got going on at the time. You know, if there's somebody they want to 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 put Get in and, and try or out, or yeah, yeah, one of the dirt kids, or if they have somebody else on their radar, that that's always an option. Um, and then there's obviously people that Billy and I have been talking to um, who are part of the Toyota program who are not, and they want to become part of the Toyota program. So there's a lot of different options. It's interesting. Well, it um, it, it, it certainly adds a little pep to the gumbo there for that uh, to see who ends up driving. Your, I mean, you guys have been hot for you know the last how many years, especially last year and so far this year. Um, you know, it's been a, a pretty good year for you guys. So. Um, yeah, we were really looking forward to going to, to Pensacola with, with Corey Heim and oh, I bet. Mason, you know, we, yeah, uh, cause wouldn't this have been Corey's, that would have been Corey's second race second and Mason's race, second yeah. race. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were really amped up for that one. We thought we had a really good chance. Obviously it'll get rescheduled. So we'll get to go back down there at some point in time, yeah. but you know, that's uh, that ARCA East deal with all the short track races. That's, that's a really cool deal. By the way, for those of you who are ARCA, um, inclined or arca fans or whatever or for those of you in new england there was a big arca announcement it doesn't involve uh, venturini though Derek griffith has picked up sponsorship to run the balance of the arca menards east season for uh chad bryant chad which bryant is racing. great yeah uh because Derek ran like a bear at um at, at uh, five or at uh, new smyrna in the, sp- in the spring yeah he was he and and i've watched Derek. In the late models, super late models, um, 
pro stocks. I think they still call them in New England. But Derek is just – he can wheel a race He was car. really good that yeah. night. And I, I mean, I'm happy for Derek because everybody was really kind of pulling f- for him. And I'm happy for Chad Bryant Racing. Obviously, been a longtime competitor in the Arca Series, yeah. a longtime competitor of ours. Um, so we like to see you know teams like that flourish. So Well, yeah, we need all the teams we Absolutely. can get, right? <laughs> so um, that's that was huge news out of New England and great for Derek. He's 23 or 24, I think. Um and he is just a huge talent and and a and a humble kid more importantly he's 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 a very humble young guy and so he'll he'll do really well and that that will be uh, there is no other full-time driver as of right now for Chad, so he will be Chad's um, only full-time racer um, this season. So uh, Derek, whenever Arca gets back going, probably at Toledo, will will uh, make his his um, second start for Chad Bryan and, and run the uh, the rest of the season. So that was uh, some news that came out as well since uh, our last show. And um, again, really excited for him. Um, so yeah, this has been, um, it's been an interesting time in the sport as we all know. I mean, there's, uh, there, you know, there's not much, we can't really help our predicament, but we do have to try to make the best of it. Um, you know, and, and it gives us all a chance to kind of slow down, I guess. And for, for the teams, um, it's an unintended break to make sure that you've, you know, you got all your cars ready to go again if you had some early season issues or whatever. And, you know, just more time to kind of prepare to come back whenever that happens. Kind of happened right after the West Coast, too, when it's the hardest time, yeah. too, because it came in the West Coast. You always like, man, West Coast. Now we can kind of get caught back up. And it's happened to come right at that time. But, man, it's going to be busy. Yeah. Silver lining again. Well, yeah. yeah. You got to I mean, look again, at the silver lining. You, you just, at this point, it does little good to, you know, we, we all have our opinions on situations, but the main thing is, too, is in the big picture, we certainly all hope that everybody stays safe in this. And, oh, yeah. and, you know, the best scenario is that this is all a big giant nothing burger, you yeah, know? Right. We're as, all one family. As, you know, and, yeah. It doesn't I mean, matter, you know? Um, and, and also, I, I do want to, um, be, before we end this show, uh, the, the Wheel and Modified Tour lost one of its most um, revered competitors and respected competitors uh, over the weekend. Wade Cole um, was killed in an accident at home. Um, And Wade was a driver who um, just, he, he was one of these guys, he did it for the love of it, wasn't competitive necessarily to win races. That's not why he was there. Um, you know, it was basically, uh, 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 he was sometimes just him, um, but, uh, you know, a small team, um, and, and, but Wade was a good driver and, and Wade just lived to, to race modifieds and help the sport grow. Um, we talked about it on our mainly modified podcast, which, uh, will be available tomorrow night. Um, again, search Race Chaser Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Kyle, Susan, and I talked about uh, Wade. And, and so we'll have, um, if, if you go listen to that. Um, but just a, that is, it's sad. You don't, you don't want to lose anybody. You certainly hate to lose somebody that was so important to so many people in terms of helping them along the way, um, whether it was in parts or guidance or whatever. He was just one of these guys that, you know, was part of the group. And he loved being part of the group. And, you know, it's uh, that that's sad. So uh, Wade Cole passing away. Um, and again, the Wheel and Modified Tour uh, uh, off now. First three races postponed. Um, so everybody will kind of get the time to properly, um, you know, 
pay their respects and so forth. So we'll keep you up to date on um, when all of that happens because we know we have uh, a lot of modified fans that do listen to this show as well. Yeah, you just mentioned right there, he just wants to be a part of the group. Um, yeah. Racing is a huge family. Yeah. Media, mm-hmm. uh, drivers, crew guys, it doesn't matter. And um, right now it's tough for us all, and we all just need to support each other and be there for each other during this time and Absolutely. get through it. I mean, I respect NASCAR's decision trying to keep everyone safe because we don't want to see any of our brothers or sisters uh, no, sick. For sure. no, that's for sure. Uh, from Riverton, Connecticut, uh, made a total of 371 starts over 34 years racing on the tour, seven top 10 finishes. And again, it, it wasn't about the result for him. He just enjoyed being a part of it. So our deepest prayers and condolences, not only to Wade's family, but uh, to all of the NASCAR wheel and modified tour community and the New England racing community uh, as a whole, uh, who will all be um, feeling pretty bad right now about um, about things. So, um, again, um, our Godspeed to, to Wade Cole. And we'll wrap this show up uh, Tuesday morning, tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock. We got Justin Lofton on the inside pass. And then Thursday night, back right here with the studio again at 7 o'clock. We got Big Bill Venturini and Josh Williams. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Bye. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.